0: Today's Health Chats podcast welcomes Mark Spratley. Mark participated in the COVID-19 vaccine trial. He will discuss his thoughts and feelings about health, as well as why he participated in the COVID-19 trial. As an African-American, Mark makes a point to state how important it is for African Americans to be represented in vaccine trials. Our episode today will give a little background about the Tuskegee experiment. This will shed some light on the history of vaccination in the United States with African Americans and why there's mistrust amongst the African American community towards the research community. Take a listen. Why are black Americans reluctant to participate in clinical trials? In the 1930s, the US Public Health Service began studying the disease progression of syphilis with the hope of finding a cure at the Tuskegee Institute. These men did not provide informed consent to participate in the study. Many were simply told that they were being treated for bad blood and others were prevented from receiving treatment outside the study from healthcare providers. In 1947, penicillin became the known standard treatment for syphilis but the men were never made fully aware of this, nor were they given the opportunity to leave the study. It has been almost 50 years since the Tuskegee experiment ended, but the vestiges of the study remain. Today, many African-Americans are cautious about participating in clinical trials due to the mistrust in the research and medical communities. Today, my guest is Mark Spratly. He's here discussing his participation in the COVID-19 trial. Take a listen. Hey, Mark, what drove you to participate in the COVID-19 trial?
1: Well, Stacy, let me start off by saying I trust science. I believe that The only way we're going to return to normal is with a vaccine, wearing face masks, practicing social distancing, and of course, washing our hands more frequently. So I decided to participate in a trial with Moderna, which Mm -hmm. is a messenger RNA vaccine. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's a double blind study. So the participants don't know who received the vaccine or the placebo, and the doctors in the study don't know. Yes,
0: Yes, thanks for explaining that, Mark. I appreciate that. Um, Would it be okay just to disclose to the audience that you are an African-American male? And as an African-American male, can you tell us a little bit um, of your thoughts and feelings and why you felt moved that? you know, with your background that you felt like it was important for you to participate?
1: Sure. The phase three clinical trials are trying to simulate what it would be like to give the vaccine to the population, the United Mm -hmm. States. And if we don't have enough African-Americans and people of color in the study, we won't know whether or not the vaccine works. We won't know what the side effects are with comorbidities. So I think it's important to find out early, and that's mm-hmm. the phase three clinical trial, as opposed to trying to figure out once the vaccine's available why people aren't taking it. So, last Pew study, 51% of the US population said they would take it, 49% said they wouldn't take it. Margin of error, 2%. So basically, if the vaccine was available today, we don't have enough people willing to take it in order to stop the spread of COVID-19.
0: This is true. And it is unfortunate with African-Americans and Latinx as well as indigenous populations Uh, COVID rates are disproportionately high, it's even more important now that we understand the side effects since this particular population is disproportionately impacted by um, this virus. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I do agree. And statistics are one thing, but being able to name a family member, to name two or three friends that are long haulers, Mm-hmm. makes it even more urgent.
0: Agreed. Have you or your uh, family been impacted by COVID-19? Um, and if so, how?
1: Well, of course. The biggest obstacle that I believe all your listeners are, are dealing with right now is the social distancing. People had to shut down their business uh, six months If you're in a retail business like a restaurant or a store, how do you return and reopen? So Mm -hmm. for me, based on what I've read, we could lose a third of the restaurants. We might lose 25% of other retailers. Mm -hmm. The impact in my family is the social distancing, where you basically you can't go out and have dinner. Number one, the restaurants are closed. Number two, you live in different households. You don't want to spend that much time within a six-feet perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my cousins was infected and hospitalized. Uh, another cousin was infected, not hospitalized as of today, but that might change.
0: Mm-hmm. How has this um, made you reflect more on your personal health?
1: Oh, I believe the comorbidities is something that we've ignored in this country. It's like year after year, decade after decade, you know, we're fatter, Mm -hmm. we're less active, we're more likely to be on four or five medications than any other westernized country. And over time, with an aging population, we have a very large population of people who if they are infected, are going to have some serious side effects. And right now, there's a report that says people are having issues with enlarged hearts they're having issues with um other ailments with their kidneys and their livers so we don't really know all of the long-term effects which people who seem not to bounce back are called long haulers we don't know what will continue to be discovered but what we do know is if you have diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be worse for you than for someone else.
0: I would tend to agree Um, as a healthcare provider and working in primary care, specifically in obesity medicine. uh, We do know that even just from uh, recent meta-analysis studies um, and like obesity reviews, uh, some international researchers have reported that in studies that individuals who have obesity um, are 113 times more likely to be impacted or infected and at higher risk for contracting COVID-19. Some of this is due to uh, inflammatory response in their bodies as well as immunity um, impairment due to obesity. And then also we do know that um, individuals who have obesity are at higher risk for heart disease, lung disease, and diabetes. It is unfortunate, but currently, the top three causes of death in 2020 at this time are heart disease, cancer, and COVID. So I definitely would tend to agree with you um, with your statement. What information would you like to share with listeners about how to live more optimally, especially during this pandemic?
1: Well, I believe that this is a time to really look for ways to align your mental health, your physical, spiritual health, to make sure that your life is more balanced, to stay as close as you possibly can to a healthy lifestyle in all three of those categories mental health, physical health, and spiritual
0: health. Well, I thank you for your words. Definitely at this time, we do need more balance. Agreed, mental health is extremely important in including health um, as our depression rates continue to rise. Um, It is important to always do a check-in on family members as we social distance stay connected as we can, and reach out to others as well. Mark, I want to thank you for coming on to Health Chats today and sharing with us your health experience. And thank you for being part of um, the COVID-19 vaccine trial.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: We would like to thank Mark Spradley for joining us on Health Chats today. You can also read about his story on CNN.com, The Washington Post, and Fox 5, D.C.